Okay, welcome to the EQIQ podcast. Uh, I'm really happy to, to be launching this uh, second season and I'm even more happy to be welcoming our first guest on, on, the, on the show this week with uh, Juan Fan Lopez. So, Juan Fan Lopez is an old friend. We, we also did an interview with him early on in the first season. And it's very exciting to be welcoming back because I think Juan Fan uh, really encapsulates a lot of things that are very important to this show. Um, and about connecting to ecology and farming. And uh, there's a very special approach that, that Juan Fan has to, to regenerative agriculture and, and, uh, and farming in general. So really pleased to welcome you today. Uh, Juan Fan's background, I, I won't go into that too much because I'll let Juan Fan explain it himself. But uh, um, Juan Fan, I just want to do a small introduction. Juan Fan comes from, uh, from Spain, from Barcelona. And uh, um, he's connected to the Spanish side of, of, uh, of regenerative agriculture, we can say, which is like has its whole another kind of world. And it's a, it's a very, um, I had the privilege to get into that world when I was in America, not from in America, in Australia, uh, learning from uh, some, some teachers I had from around those areas that speak Spanish. And it's a very, very different world. And I don't think a lot of people um, that are in the regenerative agriculture space get a chance to see into that. So today we're going to be talking about biofertilizers, chromatography, and what obviously what Juan Fran is doing right now around the world. And I hope you enjoy it. It's going to be fantastic. So welcome to the show, Juan Fran. Thank you, Harold. It's a pleasure to, to be here. Um, you give me the, the, the open space to, to explain myself at the work that I'm doing. So thank Thanks. you very much for or be here for the second time, the second yeah, round. I'm very pleased about it. One friend, you want to just drop your volume just a little bit? Just on getting a little bit of feedback. Just drop the volume down a little bit. Yeah, that's it, that's it, that's it. Excellent. Okay, so um, Juan Fran, I just wanted to start by uh, like uh, maybe if you could share a little bit of your background in, in regenerative, just briefly a bit about how you got into regenerative farming and, and uh, um, just to let people, the listeners know where you're coming from. Okay, my background is agronomist university in Spain uh, was that was 20 years ago I was very upset by the timing because I didn't learn absolutely nothing about to, how to help the, the earth just they showed me how to produce and how to to extract things for the or resources for the earth so uh, that was the point that I thought that I should do something for learn uh, different ways to to manage the land. So I started to to travel the, uh, 12 years ago, and I was very lucky to meet very interesting people along, and they introduced me to the first to the permaculture with Patrick Whitefield, and then uh, Jairo Restrepo, Darren Doherty, Alan Savory uh, introduced me to the regenerative uh, agriculture, and then since then. Uh, I had the chance to travel all over the world and to learn from the different people, the traditional knowledge that they had been using for several years. And the only word that I've done is to spread that, uh, uh, that understanding of ecosystems. And also uh, I was more interested that what I did is to, to to dig in deep about the sciences beyond the traditional knowledge. And yes, um, roughly, this is my, <laughs> my, my path and my way, last uh, 15 years. 
And recently you, you've been working quite a bit in Africa. Is that recently or that's like, uh, that's always you had work in Africa? Yes, that's just a very interesting uh, word. I've been down last four years because I was traveling uh, around 10, 12 different countries in, in three or four years and to, to deliver this message to the new understanding of ecological uh, ecosystem and teaching to them and learning from them that to me is the most important, the different techniques uh, they, can, uh, they can use to boost the, the plant uh, nutrition and the, and the system health. So it was a three-year program. So now all over Africa, across Africa, north to south, east to west, uh, they are uh, adopting these tools. Uh, we can say biofertilizer or, or different amendments. Uh, the point is to, to maximize the resource from property. So once you give to the people the understanding of what they got already in the land and how they can produce fertility, uh, everything is, is coming along. So yes, we did a very good program along three years, just before the lockdown. And now uh, all the African countries are uh, adopting these techniques. And we are opening now for another program. It is a very interesting program. It's an exchange program with India, the Andhra Pradesh region. Mm -hmm. So it's our next step. So what we're doing is we exchanging uh, knowledge, uh, skill and tools between the Africa continent and uh, India as well. So this is a project for the next couple, three years. So it's a very, very nice to to see that exchange and to see how uh, all the tools work in the different uh, culture or the different climates or, or understanding. So yes, it's a very good uh, job work that we've done last uh, three or four years, yeah. I'm really curious, Juan, from the, the tools that you, I, I mean, I know there's quite a few tools that you that come from your own learning before, but is there some tools that you that you adopt from from different places that you go to from Africa and India? Is there some that like you fit into what you're already doing? Yes, exactly. For example, the biofertilizer uh, is coming from Latin America. They call bioles, <laughs> bioles. So this is uh, thanks uh, to Jairo Restrepo that I was very lucky to work with him and, uh, and travel with him along two or three years all, all over the, the world. So yes, what we're doing is to, to take in the, the different tools or bio inputs uh, and just uh, to, to deliver to other people who doesn't have access to, to it. So it's picking up, for example, the now I can say that we're picking up the Indian tools, the natural farming, the nine principles of the Andhra Pradesh, and we are trying to, to see how it works in, in Africa, in the different countries. The adoption uh, already is, is, is amazing. <laughs> yeah. I'm really curious, Juan Fund, is the, the fact because you, you trained, uh, classically, you trained like in a mainstream agriculture in, in university. And, uh, so, and I know also from the Latin American you know, uh, crew, they really go deep into the science, even that it's very... Um, I don't know how you said it's a uh, capucino friendly. It's very, it's very adaptable for people that not scientists, but the science is very, very deep. I know. 
So I'm just curious, does that, does that help you uh, when, you, when you're talking with uh, traditional people to understand their own methods uh, in a deeper way? Yes, to me it's very curious and very interesting because sometimes I'm going to different places and they I show something or I share something about some biofertilizers or some tool and it's very interesting because the, the farmers, they are, no, they are scientists but they are scientists in his own place. So to me it's very interesting when they say, they get curious, for, they get thinking for five, 10 minutes and then they tweak the method or the tool to their own uh, possibilities or their mm. own resources. So to me it's like an exchange uh, with, with, the, with, the, with the farmers in the different countries. So yes, mm. it's, it's, it's amazing how they, they got the idea without be a scientist. Uh, always they say, oh, Juan Frank, what you come in here is the, the, the scientists of the university come to the ground. <laughs> but to me, it's the opposite. is the, the ground uh, help to the university or the scientist approach. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's a win-win situation. And I think the, the academic have to learn a lot from this uh, traditional knowledge. Yeah. I think this is a really important point. I'm really glad you brought it up. Juan uh, uh, will talk about it even more afterwards. But because I find the, 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 this links to something that's core about EcoIQ, about what we're trying to promote here, is that this kind of ecological intelligence is something that's intrinsic within us. And obviously, the science is supposed to help that. We can understand more deeply. But that intuition, that kind of feeling, you see it from the from all the farmers in Latin America, also in Africa. They, yeah. you know, these people they don't. Some of them don't even know uh, they're illiterate. I think some of them even right, and they, yet they're very scientific in what they're doing. Yes, is uh, is very easy to understand. The the agronomists of the academia try to simplify everything and try to to make everything simple. As more simple is something, or is a or is a system. Is, is less resilience. So what the farmers try to do is the, the, to, to, to reach the complexity of, of, of a system. So are two different approach, point of view of, between academia, the traditional knowledge. We need to understand that a more complex is something is more resilient and more resistant to, to everything. So uh, it's a double-edged uh, approach from academia. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, in the in the in the book, we're going to talk about your your uh, your uh, previous book and also the new book coming up. One fan has the new uh, second edition of Biofertilizer Manual, which is a fantastic uh, book. I really recommend it. We're going to put a link in the in the, for the old book, which you can buy from Regrarians Re Re from Darren Doherty's uh, platform. And also the new one. Now, the special thing with the new one, we won't get into this now, we're talking to him in just a minute. The special thing with the new one is Juan Fran is planning a hard copy. And I think that's really, really good thing because I'm a person, I, like our old school, I love to have, you know, my, my book in my hands and I can read it, you know, wherever I go, not only on the, on the computer. So I think that's a really big step. And I think it's something, this is something I'm going to have on my bookshelf. It's like a standard, you know, that's a, one of the standard books we need to have, you know, because it's a very good knowledge. But, um, Something I noticed with the with a lot of the with the work coming out of Latin America, all the Spanish-speaking uh, countries, is that uh, and also, uh, funnily enough, also from AEA, from John Kemp's uh, work, is the focus on increasing plant health as a foundation. That's that's one thing, and uh, which is a bit different, and also the emphasis on the importance of the farmer, 
that's you know that the knowledge knowledge is coming from the farmer that's something i also found with aea they're always going back and in, you know asking questions from the farmer and it seems like a very different approach to you know there's another school of thought now that is more you know the soil is a foundation and the biology is more important than the plant you know the biology in the soil and and uh, and i noticed more most curious for me is uh, sometimes a lot of lack of focus on the farmer and it's more kind of the focus on the process and, and the chemistry and whatever it is in the, you know, and the tools rather than it's about the farmer. This is about farming. So, uh, you know, and, and linking up with their own concept and it's something in the, in the introduction of your book, the, the previous, the first edition, uh, Darren Doherty said he, when he talked with Antonio Grass, uh, he said, he asked him about uh, some work from, uh, from the soil food web. And he said, no, 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 that's not Capacino friendly. So, you know, I, I want, I want to leave you. <laughs> I wonder if you can touch on it. Campesino is like, a, a, it's not a good translation, but the peasant farmer. It means like a simple farmer. And uh, I, you know, exactly. yeah, and, I, and something funny I noticed that because, you know, the, a lot of the time the, 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 um, the science is very, very deep with the, with, with the Latin America, but also they give it over very deeply. They give you as it is. Don't try and make it, it's, but the application is simplified. And I find with the other school of thought, it's kind of the opposite. The science is made kind of like dumbed down a bit because maybe, you know, you don't understand. And, and, but the application sometimes becomes very complex. You need certain machines and it's, it becomes a very, and it's kind of the opposite with, the, with this approach. The application is very simple, but the science is still very, you know, it's very uh, deep. And, if, and it's the, you know, the farmer like you, we're respecting the, the potential intelligence of the, of the farmer. And I, I really like that. I'm really curious on what your thoughts on, on this, uh, how you say, uh, uh, amigable para el campesino. You can say that? Friendly, friendly, friendly farmer tools. Yeah. User friendly, user friendly uh, farmer tools. That's a, really, I, that's a really amazing thing, I think. And, you know, that's a, you know, this focus on the farmers. I'm just wondering what your thoughts about that is, you know, the, the deep science and yet the focus on the farmer as, as an important element of the, of the thing. Uh, yes, uh, about the first is uh, the second edition of the manual is more focused in plant health and how we can try to to reach uh, the quality of the plant to produce a uh, uh, yield, etc., etc. So always I said that the, the the gain of fertilization is not just about the addition of elements; it's about the the addition of different uh, molecules to boost the plant health and nutrition. If a plant is healthy enough, the plant is going to, is going to be able to, to produce hormones or different compounds that then the plant uh, is able to, to, to spend that energy to, to, to produce uh, fatty substances, etc., etc. So the, uh, the manual is not just about a set of recipes. And coming back, what, what you say always in my workshop, etc., the people is expecting to 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 live with a with a set or list of the recipe with many numbers, with many quantities. To me, is the less important in my workshop. For example, uh, every time I say different amounts, you know, for example, you know, different ingredients or molasses, etc. Many people say, oh, yesterday when your book is three liter and now you say three liter and a half. I do that in purpose. <laughs> I do that in purpose. Just to, to, to give to the farmer the, the sense that the important is not uh, the, the number of the recipe 
all, all that kind of thing. The important is to understand why we put those resources or those ingredients. To me, it doesn't matter if we put three liters or three liters and a half. It's okay. To me, it's the, that the farmer can understand what is behind uh, the, 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 the recipe or the list of material in order that they can be uh, free to play with all the ingredients or resources that they have around. So it, it, it's in a different uh, perspective, the way that I'm, I'm delivering the message. So yes, for example, the, the manual is, uh, now I think have around 20, 30 different recipes, but uh, all of them are supported with, uh, with the concept, why the benefit, the usage, and what you, what you say. Uh, with this uh, application or this bio-input, uh, you don't need to, to, to be that precise with uh, the same that with the other tool that you need a, a certain machinery or, or you have to take care of applying the product like this way or, or, or this way. So this is more open-minded open, open mind, uh, resources and, and techniques. So the important is that the people get the idea. Once the people get the idea, they can be even more free that in academia. In academia, what they teach you is like a, 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 to read labels. And the farmers lose all the, the ability to, to, to try new things because the, the academia or the different uh, companies, always they are going to say to you, oh, okay, you can do the product, but the quality of the product is not going to be good enough. So they create a, like a, a, a fair of, of, of infarmers, oh, I'm not doing well, maybe this is not like had to be, or it's not going to work. No, we need to take out that fear of the farmers, and we need to bring back the decision to farmers. Once the farmers get the potential to understand what is behind the recipe, like you mean, the scientists behind the recipe, it's very easy to teach that. Uh, uh, that is when you create a real um, uh, empowering to farmers or, or, or campesinos all, all over the, the places. One of the, also the benefit of all these techniques is that they work in all climates, uh, every soil, uh, culture, science, etc., etc. Uh, to me, it's very interesting always when I when I arrived to a new place, <laughs> the first that always I heard all over the world is, oh, yes, this is very interesting, but here's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> always is the same. <laughs> and after one or two years, uh, they see that this works. It's that simple. <laughs> so it's just to, to, to give the, the, the farmers the, the knowledge or, or the open mind that they need to be, that the academia or the companies, they, they take off that open mind. Yeah. You know, I'm really curious, uh, Juan Fran, if you've got a little story for us or, or uh, you know, something that your memory for you of uh, when you went into a situation and it was like, you know, this is not going to work here and, and they're very, you know, kind of, uh, let's say like, I think the confidence would probably be a little bit down and everything because the agronomist comes and tells them it needs to be like that and they don't understand what he's talking about. And, uh, and, you know, and, and if you saw a change, you know, if you could like share with the listeners after, you know, a year or two years, what is the change like personally you've seen before in the, in the farmers themselves, you know, in the people that are actually working, working with the agriculture? The changes for the people, they feel free. <laughs> after, after this, you take off all the, 
the, the farmers always uh, are uh, in turn of they always have to go to to the shop to to get uh, product or, or etc or whatever or the knowledge. With this, they can see that they they can do everything on their own. Always when we go to a new, a new place, the, we have like different stages for for deliver the message. First is that the people need to understand the principle behind the recipe. Second is the people need to make trials or, or, or places to, to, to prove that this works. And the third is once the people make a good product or uh, they try for several years in their land with different trials, they see that this works is the networking. The networking is very important, the farmer to farmer. This technology is, is supportive in, in the farmers, uh, farmers to farmers, the face, uh, the, the, you know, the, the, that uh, community that with, the, for example, the, the academia or the companies take off, you know, so it's very important the, communi the communication between, between the farmers. And then we create a networking and from then, the next step that we always look in and is the more complicated is the support from the government. The, that is when, the, when everything uh, is the, the lack of, of, of this technology in, in many places. Once the government or, or different uh, academia start to see the benefit, uh, uh, and this very simple, this uh, start to become in a different story. And then is when it start to spread. I'm curious why 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 is that a, why is that an important thing in the, in those places, Juan Fran? That it, there's, there's the recognition from the is the recognition they're looking for or funding or what, what's funding support support yeah mainly uh, funding or or support uh, uh, through the government yeah you're saying mm. some some of these uh, communities or farmers are really like we're talking really subsistence yeah 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 for example in India and, and all that. Kind of thing, the, the natural farming in India it, uh, arise from the, the need of the farmers or, or the campesinos to, to be away of that uh, subsidization, all that kind of, of, of approach that this uh, system uh, built since 20, 30, or 40 years ago after the Second World War. Yeah. It's it's something I also noticed with the, with the personal mentor of mine is John Kemp. You know, he always tries to get the data from the farmers and then actually respects that data and starts to build a knowledge on that data and then come back and you know it, it, the research happens from that again this link with the farmer i think it, as a, as a as a resource and as a you know as a as a research uh, tool it's very very strong i i noticed go ahead go ahead one from no no to me is uh, i learn more more from from the farmers than from the academia the academia what is giving to me is a deeper understanding the one that i that i put in icy way and i deliver to farmers but then with all the the, the experience that the farmers had is what I really learned and I brought to, or I bring to, to academia. So I, a bridge in the middle of the scientists uh, knowledge and, uh, and the farmers. So uh, I think I like the position and I, I am. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I really, I really can really respect that. And I know also you mentioned uh, recently that you're starting to get back into the academic side, which is something that like for you, you've kind of been on the ground for many years, I think. 
and, and not so much, uh, at least formally, going into the, to try and get into the academic side and, and back some of the, the biofertilizer, the science of the biofertilizers and, the, uh, and any of the other preparations. I know it's something, I did read a few papers coming out of, funnily enough, from the Spanish uh, speaking side of, of the world. There seemed to be a little bit more <laughs> openness from, from, from before in some areas of, of doing research on that. So um, I'm sure you're excited about that. And I'm really curious about where, where you know, what's, what's your, uh, what's your feeling about getting back into that? Cause it's been a while. And, and the, the first experience was a, a pushing away experience, I think, no? <laughs> yes, it's very interesting. Um, all this came for the lockdown the last couple of years. Mm. So there was a point that everything stopped. So I thought, what they had to do? So you had to always to take the benefit from a, a very bad situation. So what, that, what I can do in this situation when everything stops? So, okay, I'm going to improve my knowledge and skill. So what I did, I started to study a PhD uh, here in Madrid University to give me the, 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 the deeper understanding about what I'm doing with the biofertilizer. So what I'm doing, I have the chance to, to, to prove all this with all the benefit or all the tools or the equipment that I can get from ac academia. At the beginning was a bit, uh, they didn't believe it to me. They look at, oh, what is this about biofertilizer, uh, key line, regenerative agriculture, uh, to me cost nearly 10 months to start to prove this, not to prove to show that this is one way, and to me is the only way to take the, the, the current agriculture approach uh, forward. So now what I'm doing is I'm involved in, in several projects with uh, universities and foundations here in Spain. They give me the chance to, 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 to try all this kind of thing in a small, well, small, <laughs> medium-sized uh, uh, land. So what I'm doing is I'm trying to, to, to show the benefit of this biofertilizer uh, in arable crops in semi-arid uh, climate. To me, can open a big new chapter in my life because uh, all this can be uh, you have the support as well from academia. So it's for the farmers, it's working. So it's empiric, it's working. They have benefit, not just about production, also about uh, uh, quality of the food, quality of the life that they're living. But it's also now we have to be for for be closer to, to government, etc., need to have uh, the proof scientists. So what we do now is to have all that uh, number of data, like you say, from academia. So I think it's going to open a new, uh, a new and very interesting uh, chapter in regenerative agriculture without lose the, the, the approach or, or or keeping in mind that all this coming from farmers. So it's not taking away this uh, technology and put into academia so they can validate. No, it's the opposite. It's to show the, to the academia that this works. And this is a new uh, way to do things. It, it's just, uh, it's, it's that easy. So mm. yeah, to me it's a new chapter and it's amazing and, and so 
so exciting about this. <laughs> it sounds really exciting. So tell me the, also the data points that you're using, uh, Juan Fran, what, what, uh, what kind of testing methods and things are you using to, 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 uh, to research the biofertilizers? Are you, and, and are you checking the testing the plants as well and, and just, or just the biofertilizer? Yes, it's the beginning of the, of the journey. So now what we are doing is to measure absolutely everything at the beginning in, in point zero. So we're taking a lot of measurement of the uh, current state of the health of the ecosystem. So soil, uh, plant, uh, biodiversity of animals, etc., etc., etc. So we now is uh, nine months of the first year that we taking the the measurement the measurement on point zero. What we are going to do is to, 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 to measure the quality of the biofertilizers and their different, uh, uh, and the, and the different uh, uh, measurements and also the plant health, the nutrition, and how we improve the, the soil health, the biodiversity of microbiology, etc. etc. This project is joined with another approach, is the rewilding is when you start to create more biodiversity, uh, landscape. Uh, uh, rewilding, rewilding, okay. Rewilding, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a mix between regenerative agriculture in the agriculture in rewilding in the area to try to, to improve or to make connection with the animals, etc., etc. So it's a 10-year it's a project that I think is going to, we are going to get very interesting data from, from there and it's going to be a, a starting point for many new things and also for the farmers mm. go ahead no also for the for the farmers because it, it can be a, a sample a life example that this technology works in semi-arid climate okay so yeah, to me it's quite important that's, a really, that's, a, that's something I wanted to ask about Juan Fran because semi-arid is, is a is quite challenging in a lot of ways, and especially for resources, as, as I see it. I'm also in a kind of, in some areas of Israel, it's also semi-arid. And, uh, you know, sometimes I'm, I'm curious how you, how, why, first of all, why semi-arid? Because you have access to a lot of places, not only semi, just not just semi-arid. And also like, what's the, what's the difference over there? You know, what, what have you noticed is different about those kind of ecologies? Like, What's the, you know about the resources? What you can get? What can't you get? You know the the when the water is when the water is very low. You know when the um when the water in the system is much lower. So how does that affect your you know lack of uh, maybe the NMS connection? You know to to collect uh, native microorganisms might be a bit more difficult in semi-arid. You know what 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 you do over there? The access to rock dust or or uh, or malassa. You know what, what's the how does the semi-arid look different? Uh, is uh, is the work with the or how were the ecosystem? For example, in semi-arid uh, climate, the microbiology in the soil at worst just in certain season, not all through the years. So also, for example, the impact or uh, any technique or, or any management is going to be bigger in a in a more degraded uh, climate. Yeah. For example, uh, uh, the native microbes, like you mentioned, the native microbes uh, reproduction uh, is more difficult to get from that in a, in a temperate climate. But 
what you need to do is to, to know where you're looking for your microbiology or when you're looking for your resources. About the rock dust, to me, it's like a bank account. If you take out elements from the soil and you don't put back, there is a moment that you are going to take, you are going to, you have to take all those elements from a different uh, ecosystem. So, for example, the, the getting the rock dust uh, had to be from outside because in your place, you already depleted all those elements. So, uh, if you, for example, in this case, you just put uh, the microbiology, the microbiology is not able to find many elements or many compounds in that ecosystem. So, in this, that case, we will need to, to take from outside uh, some elements. For example, we can see selenium or, or, or zinc or, or, or whatever. With the molasses, is another uh, example that you put to me. The, 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 the goodness is that if we, don't, uh, if we don't get molasses, by understanding the principle of what molasses does, you can get, for example, another source of sugar. So you can get or you can replace that, uh, that ingredient for another one that can be sugar or, or juice or another uh, source. So, yeah. The important is, as I say, is to understand the principle and tweak as required in, in, your, in, in your situation. So, yeah. I'm very curious about the, about the native microbes because in another system that I, I work with quite a bit, the Korean natural farming, it's a, you do the rice trap, which is a little bit of a different uh, collection. I've done both of them and I really, I, I, the first love that I had was with the NMS, was with the native microorganism system that you know where you collect a lot of mm -hmm. stuff and uh, but the, the rice trap uses quite a bit less uh, so but um, you need less uh, microorganism but I'm just curious in the semi-arid over there in the KNF they have kind of a system where you put the rice trap where you kind of prepare the area first by spraying it with water for for a period of time until you know it can wake up all that microorganism what, what, what do you do in the in the semi-arid when you want to connect collect native do you to bring in from a from a close by area or how, how do you work that out uh, the principle from the Korea natural farming and, and the collection of native microbes uh, uh, native microbe reproduction is, is absolutely the same in once uh, the Korean natural farming you put the rice traps in the forest or in a, in a leafy area with that or, or forest litter and in here with the reproduction is you go to that place and then you just go once you collect that uh, that litter uh, and then you bring to to your place and, and giving food and then you reproduce in some cases always you are going to find a, a source of microbiology always even we when we were working in zambia malawi that is you know is savannah so it's absolutely like a desert so one of the things that we can do is to to encourage or, or, or to reproduce the microbiology but just making your own forest so we, we can say we can pick up different leaves from your garden or from your local uh, trees etc etc and you in there they will be microbes so you feed those microbes with a simple sugar and then you reproduce i mean the, the best is to, to, to catch microbiology from a native and close forest because it's the microbiology that is going to worry in, 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 your, in your place.
But if you don't have, you can make, you know, a, for example, a hole in the in the in the in the ground, and then you can build in there your own little forest by putting different leaves from the we can say the orchard, the vegetables, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You put uh, sugar, water, and you can put uh, uh, bran if you like, and then you have it in one square meter in a very dry place your own uh, forest. So if you don't have uh, access to forests nearby, that always you are going to have a place where all the leaf litter accumulate, you know, bigger or smaller, but always it's going to happen. But you can do it in a different, in a different ways how to, how to reproduce. Yeah. Also, it's very important to know that the microbiology that we're taking is from the forest litter, from the, from the ground, from the ground, because there is the limit between the, the above uh, ground uh, benefit of microbiology, usually is, we can see the composition, the microbiology is above ground, is, uh, is sparing the composition. Mm. Yeah. And below ground is more microbiology that is expert in solubilization of the elements. Mm -hmm. So it's important to understand, for example, just that simple uh, principle and then you encourage the same methodology or the same pattern in your, in your backyard, for example. So you creating that layer in the limit between below and, and above ground is when all the benefit and all the information that we want to pass from the a forest, where is a lot of uh, elements and, and, and functions, and we want to put that information at that benefit in a, a degraded, we can say between brackets, a degraded ecosystem. And that, if you understand what is the science behind and what you want to get, you can do it by, by, you know, by your own. Uh, is Korean natural farming with the rice traps and the reproduction of native micros is exactly the same principle in the, with a different tool. No one is better or no one is worse. Yeah. Is to understand why in this situation, we need to use this one, or why is much better in this situation with all resources or knowledge, etc., etc., is much better to use the other one. To me, the best is uh, to, to mix all the all the tools that, 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 that we have in the toolbox, can be Korean natural farming or uh, zero budget natural farming from India, biofertilizer, or, or, or whatever. Uh, to me, it's very interesting when the I can see that many people uh, send me mails to say, okay, Juan Fran, you, you show us how to do this, 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 but I'm doing like that, like that, like that. What do you think? Like, a, wow, thank you. Because one of the lessons that always I learned, and this was from my uh, teacher, Jairo Restrepo, always what he said to me, Juan Fran, everything that you learned today, you have to share tomorrow, because maybe after tomorrow you are not here and all that knowledge lose. Mm. So to me, is encourage uh, the, the, the networking that I said before, the networking of farming is the most important. So what the people say with me, the, 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 the improvement that they're doing or the new discovery is like, a, wow, thank you, because this is not a benefit for, for, for me. I have the ability or I'm very lucky to be able to say what you say to me to other people. So just I'm you know, uh, an intermediate pe uh, person who delivered the message. <laughs> so it's, it's, 
I just want you to, uh, uh, Juan Fan, you think you could repeat that for the listeners? You said that the <clears throat> if you don't, uh, you, you need to share what you have. Uh, let, you can, can you repeat that for it? You need to share what you have because maybe tomorrow not going to be here? Yes, uh, always Jairo told me, Juan Fran, everything that you learned today, you have to share tomorrow because perhaps after tomorrow you are not going to be here. Oh, yeah. And then the information of the skill will lose. So never uh, keep nothing for yourself. Share everything. And that was something that is a very strong principle to me and a basic to, to everything that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a that's a really that's something that I got also re- very strong from Hiro Spreto and also from yourself. The, the the it's everything is very open source. The most interesting thing for me is there is no uh, drop in abundance for anyone. Also for the consultant, also for the farmer, there is not because the the natural kind of thing the not the natural but the the default position sometimes in, in, in our culture today is if I, if I give everything I have, I don't have anything left for myself. And I, and I think it seems to, I've seen it time and time again, I have to keep telling myself to tell you the truth because some of the things I have here, I know the people in Israel don't know them. And I have to keep telling myself, <laughs> stop trying to keep things for yourself and start to give more. And uh, I, it's, I think it's a powerful lesson, no? Yes, I'm, uh, at more you give, more you get. <laughs> it's, 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 it's that simple. <laughs> it's not rocket science. It's that simple. As more you give, more, more, more you get. Yeah. So, you know, on, on that note, Juan Fan, I want to dip into the, we have quite a bit of things to cover today, and I just want to dip a little bit into the, the science for people, a little bit, not the science, but some of the applications that, that you're doing, just to give people a bit of a taste, you know, also of the, the new book that's coming out. And uh, before I ask you a question about that, I just want to let people know, the listeners, that what we mentioned before about the plant being a foundation, that's something already in the first edition, Juan Fran, uh, really you emphasized. You said like the main thing, I'm paraphrasing you here, you know, but the main thing really is to optimize the photosynthetic, you know, capacity volume, the photosynthesis of the plant and kind of it seemed like everything starts from there. Is that, is that, is that would that be accurate? Absolutely, yes. At more we encourage photosynthesis, uh, more uh, root exudates, more microbiology, more exchange with, with the plant roots, the rhizosphere, the plant get more healthy. It's, 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 it's just that. It's encouraged uh, the, the principle of nature. Always I say in, in, my, in my workshop or in my conference, etc., that fertility is just to bring back to soil which what is coming from the from the from the soil. If you in that cycle take something, you have to put back. Otherwise the system is, is locked in something. So fertility is just to understand what is the material or what is the composition of the material of each element in the system to know how to degrade or how to decompose without damage and put back in the soil. Fertility is only that. The, the preparation that we've done is just to speed up that process of the decomposition to put back that element into the system and, please, and keep close that loop. Fertility is solid that. Agriculture is solid that. So the academia or, or the companies make everything very difficult to understand in purpose. 
fer fertilization is just to bring back to soil where this coming from the earth. Is something, for example, an apple or maize or whatever we taking out, just we need to put back. If we cut, speed up that decomposition process through microbiology, the work is done. Isn't is that simple? That that beauty and that simple. <laughs> yeah. I, I also really say that like this uh, this concept that the plant is the foundation. It it kind of lends for an analogy that the plant is like the engine of the fertility. And the more that we, that's what I've seen from, from other people and also from, from my own mentors, that when we push the uh, potential of the plant, and that starts with the photosynthesis, so the, the whole system starts to, to become more uh, resilient. And, and as the resilient builds up, the health naturally starts to be looking after itself more, let's say. I've noticed that a lot. Uh, yes, exactly, and not just the. Uh, uh, we need to keep in mind that it's not just about the plant ecosystem. In there, we need to put a human uh, as well. So as more the the, the 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 ecosystem or the plant is is more healthy, the human will be more healthy. So it's just it's it's a, it's a loop that we need to to understand. It's just increase photosynthesis. Is is um, uh, and and in that loop try to don't lose the, the for example the heat through the decomposition process of the organic matter how we can keep that uh, heat through microbiology in all that loop we need to keep in mind to uh, to keep in mind to close the, the the circle of that loop with organic matter minerals and microbiology if we work with those three uh, foundation uh, and we understand how to manage all that in relation between each other, we can produce a healthy system, healthy plants, healthy food, and, and, and healthy people. Yes. I just wanted to to repeat that a bit for the listeners because I think that's an important point to remember. Again, some of these like simple kind of you could say rules or or uh, guidelines. Another one you just mentioned there, you just said it in passing, but it's a very important one is that you can really kind of, uh, if you focus on these three things, minerals, microorganisms, and organic matter, this is like the, the triad that, you know, it's, it simplifies it. There is obviously a lot more nuance and everything, and we can do science and, you know, everything else. And we can go into the, the, what minerals exactly the plants need, but really everything comes down to, we need to make these things better. Is that, is that, that accurate? Yeah, exactly like that. For example, with the minerals, we need to, to keep in mind that uh, the minerals, uh, we need a diversity of minerals for, for, for boost plant health. The, the, a, a plant is made but 80% uh, water, water is free, you know. And 18% is just for different elements, carbon, hydrogen, oxygen, and nitrogen. They are coming for free in nature. So we can say that 98% of the plant is for free. <laughs> Just two, the other two, the, the other two left percent is covered by 52 different elements. Is that two percent of the element of the fertilization of the plant the one that we have to manage? How we can manage all those 52 different elements through ashes or rock dust? Is that it? 98 percent of the plant is for free. You know the fertilization. Uh, with the with the microbiology, what we need to understand is the symbiosis and the cooperation between all those microbiology. So what we need to put is biodiversity. 
is biodiversity of microbiology through uh, uh, native microbes or biofertilizer or reproduction of native microbes. One of the things that to me the relation between the minerals and the microbiology is very important is many people uh, just or, or work mainly with microbiology, you know, in healthy ecosystem. Yeah. To me, it's less important. Why? Because once you have a healthy ecosystem, you are going to have the proper microbiology. So you don't need to put more microbiology in that ecosystem. What you need to put is food for that microbiology, you know? So if you put, for example, food as organic matter of minerals, hormones, et cetera, et cetera, to that microbiology, the microbiology is going to come. So is, this is one uh, example. If we understand uh, what we're doing, we can manage properly, you know, because many, uh, in these cases, it's not the same to work a transition between conventional to organic that, for example, work in an organic uh, field. Organic field, you don't need to, for example, cleaning up any uh, synthetic fertilizer, uh, glyphosate, etc., etc., in a healthy ecosystem. In there, what you have to put is maybe to close the loop between of the organic matter and the minerals. Mm -hmm. For example, in a conventional, in there, you need to do a previous work. Then that previous work is first to inoculate the proper microbiology. Mm -hmm. In there, you need first to clean up the environment and then start to put the other elements, mineral and organic matter, to start to, 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 to close that, uh, that ecosystem loops. So the principle is the same, just we need to, to understand how we can use the tools in one, uh, in one scenario or, or, the, or, or another one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I say from the book, <clears throat> that might be my own opinion, but I say from the book, really the two uh, recipes, the two concepts that jump out to me is the, is the NMS, which is the native micros, and the biofertilizer, especially the supermagro. And uh, I, you know, I, I think we said before about the photosynthesis. You know, there is this uh, the, the there is the stage of mineralization, which is mostly bacterial, and 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 then there you know, and there is a there is a strong biological element that needs to happen over there. You know, whether we need to add it in or whether we need to feed them, but then as it goes, you know, it gets more healthy. We get to the stage humification, which is more fungal, and uh, you, you know, there is this uh, these two elements of the of the native micro formulation and the biofertilizer the native microorganism seem to be a very special one because you're getting native microbes and with all the you know you're building up the population mm -hmm. and there was a lot of special thing over there but the biofertilizer especially the super mangro where you kind of make a cow's stomach basically in a barrel and then you start to add progressively minerals and those minerals get you know chelated and reduced and and available to the plant and you can, mm -hmm. and then it's like a nutrition for the for the plant. So these two legs to me seem very very important. You have the biological, which is it must be very strong and aggressive, and then you have this other very powerful tool. It looks like to me the biofertilizer of making a, a chelating, reduced you know minerals that will be available for the plant. Is that is that kind of accurate? Yes, it's exactly like that. With the netting micro reproduction, what you're getting are the workers, the engineering of the system is what you're reproducing. The engineering of the system that knows how to work in that ecosystem. 
you know. So we use that culture to make a biofertilizer. In a biofertilizer, what we're doing is to have the engineering, to have the workers, and to put, uh, to give them food. That food can be uh, milk, uh, sugars, uh, and we put the element that they need to work, that the minerals. They will chelate those minerals, and then at the end of the fermentation process, what you are going to have, you are going to have a liquid that the less important is the microbiology, because the microbiology, the important in the biofertilizer is do the work. Wow, yeah. Once you, they do the work, they go to sporulate in the biofertilizer. Mm -hmm. Through that uh, meta metabolism processes that happen in the microbiology through the fermentation process in the biofertilizer, is going to re release the byproduct, organic acid, hormones, proteins, vitamins, the elements that are chelated. So, and the less important is the microbiology that you spray. Right. What you put in is the food that the plant, the microbiology need in the system. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's what I say at the beginning. Once you have the proper microbiology in your system, if it's organic, much better, just you need to feed them. The microbiology is in there. Just you need to feed them. So the, the biofertilizer is more focused in the byproduct of the metabolism of the microbiology. Mm -hmm. You know, that is the organic acid, etc., etc. And one of the product is the mineral which are chelated. So if you give to a plant a mineral that is in organic form, the plant doesn't need to, to, to convert that mineral from inorganic to organic. So the plant doesn't need to spend that energy to yeah. produce that. So the plant is what it's going to do is to spend that energy to, 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 to create, to, to release hormones, elicitors, etc., etc. So it's not going to be more, the plan is not going to be focused just in, in survive. It's going to occupy in uh, the health of the plant. So through the biofertilizer, what we're doing is just to, to give the, to the plant the work done. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So in the case that you say the super magro enriched, yes, that is one, for example, one tool that we use and we, uh, uh, we add to, the, to that uh, ferment gradually each element. Why, for example, in the, in the super magro, we add the elements one by one and in the netting micro biofertilizer, we can add all in once. Because oh. the native microbiofertilizer have a diverse microbiology that works in that ecosystem, oh. so they are in, they, they are able to uh, chelate or, or metabolize all the uh, all the elements at once. The supermagro or the caudan uh, biofertilizer, for example, we mainly have a bacillus subtilis. The, the, the bacteria Bacillus subtilis. So the Bacillus subtilis mainly, we have a, a, a different uh, microbiology who digest cellulose, etc., etc. But the point to use uh, the cow rumen uh, is because we, is the Bacillus subtilis is the, the bacteria that is more dominant in the soil. The, the closest source that we can find that microbe is the stomach of a cow. So we put in the, the different elements bit by bit because the microbiology in the supermagro is less diverse. Mm -hmm. So need to metabolize bit by bit that elements or compounds. Wow. So all these kind of things is what 
uh, you know, what we're trying to, to share. And then if you understand that principle of the difference between, for example, the cow dung fertilizer and the native microbial fertilizer, and then you are able to use that tool properly. An example I can say right now, the native microbial fertilizer is more focused in to improve the quality, we can say, to the plant because the diversity of hormone, organic acid, etc., etc., is higher. Mm -hmm. You know, so with that, you can manage the quality, we can call in one way the quality of the plant. Also, through there, we can manage as well the, the mineral deficiencies, etc., etc. The super magro is more focused with the full spectrum uh, minerals. So you put to the plant to in order to bo to boost the, the photosynthesis, the protein synthesis, etc. etc. So once you understand the science of what is why we done one biofertilizer or the other one, you can start to, to, to play with the different options you have. Is this is just an example in five minutes that what is the difference between one or another one and how you can open a new world, for example, with the netting micro uh, ferments, you can be more precise in producing, for example, hormones. The, all, all this is in the, you know, for example, for a plant to be healthy enough, the plant uh, uh, needs to produce salicylic acid. Salicylic acid, what is a good resource of salicylic, uh, salicylic acid in nature? Willow. If we put to ferment willow, at the end, we are going to have a biofertilizer rich in hormones, salicylic acid, that we can apply to the plant to boost the, 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 the immunological system of the plant. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's just to play, understand what is the base of the fermentation of the different biofertilizer, and then start to play with the different uh, compounds. That, that would be an amazing thing to test in the, you know, I, I would, that would be an amazing thing to test if in the fin finished product, what is there, depending on what we put in, you know, like this example used to put the willow in and then test after is there is the, you know, salicylic acid inside the metabolites. That would be an amazing thing to, have you done any of that kind of research before to test? After? Uh, no, uh, I haven't done any... Uh, lab uh, test of biofertilizer exactly con willow. Yeah. Uh, I have many uh, bio, uh, tests of biofertilizer with the different compounds, you know, and they are uh, plant growth hormones, uh, micronutrients, macronutrients, amino acids, oligo elements, etc., etc., etc. I don't have any specific, you know, about, for example, in this case, willow. Yeah, yeah, amazing, amazing. That's really amazing. Also, I noticed something very interesting with now. Uh, Juan Fan, you have a very nice uh, webinar you did with Darren Doherty, and there's a lot of really mm -hmm. strong information in there. But something I was really pleased to see, I know it was a little while ago, I must have forgotten it because my own journey also takes time, and now it's more relevant. For <laughs> the work of Oliver uh, Hussan, uh, Oliver Hussan, Olivier Hussan. Olivier Hafsam, yeah, Redox. The, the Redox. And that for me become a really big thing recently, recently, I mean, the last year or two. And I really was pleased to see that you, you, you focused in on that in the element of the biofertilizer. And I saw it's amazing the reduced, the, exactly this bracket, the most you know, effective for, for making the, the elements available, which is highly reduced and very chelated. 
it's right in between there. I think it was uh, minus 100 to 150, 200, something like that, right? Exactly like that, yes, yes. Are very easy tools that the, the, the farmers, without, without understand sciences in deep, they can test the biofertilizer because they understand, you know, with a pH meter. A pH meter gives to you the, if it's acidic or alkaline. For example, a fermentation process is acidic. You can put your pH meter and you can see that the pH is 3.54. Okay, the, the, the process of fermentation in biofertilizer works properly. In the case that you say the redox, uh, the redox, we need the facultative microbiology that is in the biofertilizer, okay, to create redox, uh, redox compounds of, of the element. So, if we put a redox meter, <laughs> I don't know how they call it, redox meter, you can know if the, the, bio, if the microbiology that is on the biofertilizer is the proper one, is the facultative, the, the fermentative. A microbiology is the one that we want. And uh, you mentioned Hapsum uh, uh, make the connection or the relation between the pH and the redox. If you put those uh, both me measurements together, you have a very high valuable information that you can get from the biofertilizer, for example. Yeah. Well, so is elements together, Juan Fran? If you put the pH meter the pH reading and the redox reading, you have a very valuable information that, that, that you can get of the, of the quality of your product, you know. So it's, it's just understand all that little bit, yeah. Also, just a, a question for listeners, the, um, the, the quality of the cow manure, is that important when you do the cow dung uh, uh, or the rumen uh, fertilizer, is it important? Because a lot of the time, especially in our area, a lot of the cows, unfortunately, they're in uh, they're in sheds. Have you have you made all the biofertilizers successful biofertilizers with the with the, with the cows that are not eating a, a lot of grass and not outside as much? Yes, always I say that uh, to make a proper biofertilizer, we need to take care in three things: the quality of the, the ingredients, the proper uh, equipment, and to allow a proper process of fermentation. Or, or whatever in this case. So uh, the, the quality of the ingredient, in this case, the, the, the cow dung, is very, very, very important. For example, uh, it's important that it have antibiotics, etc., etc. Uh -huh. If you cannot get uh, that point of quality of the ingredients, you can do with less uh, quality of the ingredients. The quality of the biofertilizer is going to be a bit a bit worse, but it's going to be fine. What we find is that when we use the uh, cow dung with uh, antibiotics, the fermentation process is a bit uh, slower. Mm -hmm. But the final product is, 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 is absolutely brilliant. Why? Because through a fermentation process, what happens is that you uh, clean the environment, you remove the toxic substances. So after the fermentation process, all the antibiotics and all the, uh, the, the toxin are removed, disappear. Then some people say, okay, but maybe you have E. coli, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. <laughs> I work a lot with, you know, with the quality of the ingredients for uh, certification and all that. So I know that what they're looking for. They're looking for uh, salmonella, E. coli, and coliforms. Mm -hmm. Those three 
are negative or below 10 uh, parts. So the biofertilizer that you apply, even if is the ingredient is from a, a manure that is treated with antibiotic or not, the final product is going to be safe and it's going to be a good quality because one of the benefits of the fermentation process is exactly that, is to clean and to remove toxins through uh, the, the process. So, so, but uh, for, for the listeners, probably if you can get uh, like a, from a natural source, the cow dung, it would probably be a bit, it, maybe it would be a bit easier to make the biofertilizers. Is that correct? It's a bit, is it a bit more fragile when you make with the, with the cow dung is lesser quality or, is that, that, or that's? Uh, can be a bit less quality. You know, we can put that, uh, that, that level. Uh, but I wouldn't like that the, that the audience get that. Okay. Uh, you know that with the antibiotic is a bad biofertilizer. No, <laughs> it's worse <laughs> or it's less, it's less good than the other one, yeah. but it's good. You know, it's absolutely brilliant. It, they can use safely, you know, in the, is is proof and the certification in different countries in Europe, Latin America, Africa, etc., etc. So it's, we can say less good, but it's brilliant. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. It just reminded me of a small story I want to share that, you know, I was making, I worked in a winery for about five years, a very uh, uh, high quality winery in, in, in Israel. And I, I managed to, I, I started making wine as well because I like to ferment as well. And we made a lot. I filled all this studio, my wife, my poor wife's studio <clears throat> with the skincare. I filled it with barrels, high quality barrels. And it was just a lot of wine going on. And we had some barrels that weren't going well, you know, and I just put them on the side in the plastic barrels. And I said, you know what? I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. And my wife said, let's just see what happened instead of, you know, giving it to the guy to make alcohol or throwing it away. So I put it in the wooden barrel and I just left it. And, and it really wasn't that good. And I put a tiny bit of sulfide, very small amount, maybe four grams or something, just to slow the, 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 the reaction that wasn't good down. Very small amount. <clears throat> And after about a year, I didn't think about it. We put it in this, we put it somewhere else. We had one or two barrels left. I put it on the side, one barrel we had left, I put it on the side. And we came back after a year and I swear to you, it was really, really, and I give my wife, I don't, I don't know, did I make a mistake? I don't know if this was the, we put an X on it, you know, like this is probably not going to be good. And just the, somehow the process of the fermentation and the, what the, the, the microbes that were already in the wood from the last few years, they, it, it just came out good. This is a good example that the, you just have to let nature go. <laughs> and they will, the, the nature will put everything on, on place. Yes, and this is one of the, the, the mistakes that always we, we have when we made agriculture. What, the, what can I make? What I can make? What I can make? It's the opposite. What I should don't make with this. Yeah, yeah. So no. this is a good example that leaves nature and, and, and the benefit of the fermentation process you know so that is a very good example was used or so us yeah you know i i i really wanted to to help us maybe to understand something because in the in the mainstream especially in northern america there is a you know the people tend to go to the extremes or very scientific in this space regenerative agriculture very scientific and i need to know the numbers and even even within organic and regenerative farming you know, everything needs to be mm -hmm. tested and, you know, I need to know the numbers and the quantities and everything, you know, very quantitative. 
And then it goes to the other side, everything is intuitive. You know what I mean? It doesn't really matter. I just, I don't need to test anything. I just put, do my compost. It doesn't matter the smell, anything. I just throw things on and everything will be okay as long as it's alive, even if it stinks. So, the, but I don't know what happened, but with the, with the, with the Latin American, the Spanish connection, I always say this, there is a nice, very nice marriage of these two things. There is a very strong element of the science. I don't know if that come from the pioneers in this area, like Chabuso or, or, or Sebastian. Absolutely. Or, or, but, but also, but keeping this thing of the intuition, it's very curious for me that there is a very strong uh, respect for the, for the intuitive as a tool, you know, inside the regenerative farming. Is that something? That... Uh, uh, it's absolutely, you're absolutely right. There are some people that uh, are coming like scientists, for example, as like you say, Chabuzó, Sebastián Pinheiro, etc., etc. They know the science. They make with that science, something very easy to make and very easy to understand. And then the farmer had that intuition that this works or how we, how they need to tweak the, the methodology. But there is science behind all that uh, tools, all that bio input. So it's the science from one people. Uh, 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 what you say, uh, 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 and the, the farmers that have like, okay, this is work. This just is intuition. If I put this with this, is going to work, yeah. So it's, it's both, 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 both extreme, yeah, yeah. Is there other pioneers that you that you that that you're aware of, like that you learned from or something in that area? The Spanish speaking, like I mean, I mentioned two, Chabuso and, and Sebastiano, but there is there other ones that you followed before that you learned from the wrote books or anything like that? Uh, no, to me, everything that I learned is from from Sebastián Sebastián Piñeiro. Uh -huh. uh, was the person that, and also Sebastião were feeding through uh, Chuboso as well. So uh -huh. see, we go, we go to the same place. <laughs> everybody, but the, the point is, in, in that path where you, where you take, you know, in what point you take. For example, I was taking from uh, Jairo Restrepo. Jairo Restrepo was thrown through Sebastiao. Sebastiao was thrown, was thrown through. So everything is coming to, to, to the same end. Yeah. Amazing. I wanted to just mention about the, uh, we talk about the, the new book coming out. I just curious, uh, uh, Juan Fran. Now the book, I would highly recommend when people read it that we remember this uh, point that you made in the beginning. When we read the book, it's not just the collection of recipes because you could very easily skip over those you know, there's a couple of paragraphs there about the science behind it and, you know, the intention and everything. It's very easy to just, okay, jump to the quantities and let's, let's do it. But I would encourage people to read that cover to cover. It's not a big book, but I'm really curious in the new edition, what, what, what is, what have you added into the, what have you, what new realization have you added into the, to the new edition? Uh, plant health uh, and nutrition through the addition of, of, of hormone, etc., etc. Mm. So what I the new book is more uh, is in different chapter. So the previous book was everything everything in, in one. <laughs> so now it should divide in, in three different uh, chapter organic matter wow. with the compost amendment, etc., etc. The next chapter is about microbiology, the theory about microbiology. Uh, how to encourage, how to work with microbiology, the theory, the different recipes with all the sciences behind. And the third element is, or the third chapter is about elements or minerals. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
So in there, what I done is I put more uh, tools to give to the farmers more option uh, how to make and how to even more uh, use uh, or maximize resource or local resource. For example, they are uh, I'm working, you know, this manual, and they're also Darren Doherty is helping to me to to give the new approach or that. So what he asked me uh, last week, at least for that, is not release the book <laughs> yet, because I put how to use uh, fleas from the livestock, you know, fleas or wool. I put also how to use blood, <laughs> you know. So I put in many more recipes and how more how can I reach more people is the, to use the, the, the local sources, in this case from an abattoir, you know, so, so is okay. How we can use the bones? How we can use the skin? How we can use the blood? How we can reproduce the native microbes? How we can? And one of the important piece to me in this second edition is what I already say. I mentioned is about uh, how to boost uh, the plant health and nutrition beyond the addition of elements. Mm -hmm. So it's more uh, plant nutrition and more uh, ideas, ideas how we can use local resources. You know, in this case, blood, fleas, or whatever. Also more bruise about how to encourage uh, plant nutrition, just plant nutrition through different elements. I give more examples so the people can follow for different uh, uh, growth stages for fruiting. So I put in more options for the people understand even in deep and can play yeah oh, oh. so i'm really excited about that when when is it so when is it coming out Juan? when can people because i already i tell you the truth i i put a post i didn't share it as widely as i normally do because i'm just getting started again in the in the second season and i already had people sending me when where can i buy it you know the because i put a <laughs> of the new book so when, when are we going to see this on the on the shelves there Juan? Uh, I think in two or three weeks' time, oh. yes, will be delivered by the ebook by Regrarians by Darren Doherty and the hard copy through David Holmgren's uh, edit. So they are going to is 63 pages, oh. so it's a, a, a5 and soft uh, covers so the people can go to the garden and put dirty and all that kind of thing. So yes, I think by uh, three weeks time, something like that, it will, will, will be on, yeah. Okay, definitely we'll be, we'll be promoting that when it comes out and I'm, I'm sure we're gonna have uh, some more uh, some more talks and discussion in the future. I wanna let the, some of the listeners know if, if, we, if we want to dive in deeper with uh, Juan Fran about um, the science a bit more, I, you know, I'm, I'm putting Juan Fran on the spot. I'm hoping he'll be into it. Maybe we can do a webinar in the future where we can do actually so we can go into the, explain with the people with the slideshow and, you know, uh, we can go deep into the, for the people that want to see how to make these things and, you know, at least give an introduction about the, because here we're just having an informal talk, but uh, there is a lot of mm -hmm. science and, and, uh, and a lot of nuance behind everything we said here. I think it's, a, we could, you know, if we, if we had a lot of coffee and a lot of time, we could probably spend <laughs> I'm open for it. Yes, I don't, as <laughs> you know. Mm. Well, you know, I, I wanted to go a little bit uh, deeper before, before, we, uh, before we go. You know, in the uh, big thing about EcoIQ is the, is the transformation part of things. You know, the, 
that, that's something I'm personally interested in because I personally went through that. I, I had a very transformational experience from getting into ecological agriculture to this kind of, uh, you can say regenerative agriculture, we can put whatever name we want onto it. And it really started also from Chabuso and from Sebastiano. I never met Sebastiano, but his students and, and you know, it started also from there. And that did me personally, it changed, it changed me. Not only how I, how I, that I want to do farming, I want to help farmers, but also personally. I think it had a, there was a strong a transformational element over there. And uh, I, I, I'm just curious about your thoughts on, 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 that, on that particular point that, that uh, eco-agriculture, I'm delving into that deeply I, because I believe it can be a tool for personal transformation, specifically the ecological intelligence. Because I think when we, I know your focus is farmers, but my focus is kind of a bit broader. And I really think that this ecological kind of intelligence, when people go deep into the science and they don't dumb it down by, you know, good guys and bad guys and this kind of language, when you give everything, all the knowledge, I think really that knowledge can really connect us to something because it did for me, so I'm sure it can do for other people, can connect us to a very deep place. And, you know, even if we just, even if we only have a garden and, you know, I, but I know what the farm is doing and I know what he should be doing, you know, what, what hopefully is doing and maybe I can help him. I think that's a very powerful tool. I'm, I'm just curious if you've thought about that before and if that's something that you that you think is important. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. When I when I learned all this or when I discovered all this uh, eight years ago, to me was to put all my life up, upside down. <laughs> absolutely. And to me, the importance of this is exactly as you say, to take this not as uh, agricultural tools is to take this as a philosophy. Mm. Organic agriculture is a philosophy and you need to go on to deep into this to understand really what we are doing. It's not just about a set of recipes. It's about a way of living and thinking, you know. And it just, to me, is absolutely, uh, absolutely key what you say, you know. It's, it's, it's not about uh, tools, it's about how we think. Mm, oh, how we think. Juan Fran, you have to, on this note, you must share us a little bit about the stories about how you can uh, make the NMS and, and maybe even the butterflies, I don't know, edible. Because I know, you know, <laughs> also when, they, when I learned that in Australia, there was a bit of a mention of it, and, but I didn't, you know, and I think a lot of people making this, they, you know, they're a bit, uh, they're a bit shocked by that. So. How, how can you can you make the NMS that you can eat it? And I understand you eat that also. Absolutely. I don't have any stomach problems in the last eight years. <laughs> and I travel all over the world eating different uh, food. It's amazing the food that I've been eating all over the world. The water, the everything. I, I don't have any stomach problem. What you have to do is to use that microbiology that works in a healthy environment and to inoculate your gut system. The soil is the, the, the digestion system of the plant. So we need to put those benefits in our gut. Wow. Once you make a, a native micro reproduction, you can do even until four generation from re, for reproduction until you get a point that that microbiology is stable enough in that niche, in that inoculant, and then you can inoculate yourself with the microbiology that, that you know that plays in your area. Always, when I travel, I bring my, 
my native microbes to eat. <laughs> and always I say that I inoculate half of the world with the microbiology from UK, <laughs> so half of the world in Africa that has the stomach, <laughs> you know, that microbiology. And yes, and to me, it's, it's amazing because you can see how everything is connecting. It's not just tools for, 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 for the garden, it's tool for, 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 for your daily habits, you know. Wow. Why we should treat the plants different to us? This is a good example. We need to treat the plant same or equal as us. Why we put synthetic fertilizer, uh, uh, glyphosate, etc., etc., to a plant when we are taking that and it's worse for us. So in this, you make a very good example how is the simplicity of this preparation. Is the simplicity the same that is for the plant is is is, is for us. So you put a very nice uh, point. <laughs> so, so Juan, when you travel, when you travel, you take a, a NMS, a native microorganism formulation that you've developed yourself, like uh, you know, that in a few generations, it's been developed under. Exactly, and also then you can start to play with that. This is this is a game. It's, it's, to me, the most important is to have fun. You know, this kind of thing. This is the foundation of everything. So uh, there, you can also start to play and start to play with the ingredients with the flavor. You can put start to put coconut, chocolate. So the, the, the taste of your native microbiome fertilizer test to chocolate or, or coconut or, 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 or whatever. Wow. So when I give microbes to the people, wow, this. Uh, tastes very nice. Ah, yes, have chocolate on it or apple juice or, or you know, you start to play for, for make the people more, you know, more more funny or more, more you know. Yeah. Have, you, have you put have you put anything of that in your in your book about the, the developing that for people? Or is that something we're going to have to share later on? Uh, I think I put the uses, one of the uses of the netting microbe reproduction. I explain how to make uh, this netting microbe for human consumption. Okay. I think what I haven't said is to that you can put flavor, but uh, I intend to add that. <laughs> so I, I, I will add, and you will see that is after the talk. <laughs> and you can just eat it. You just eat it like that, like the brand. That you know, it's with the brand. You just eat it like that, solid. Absolutely. Every day you have you have a, a little bit. You know, a, a, a teaspoon with the yogurt or or whatever. Um, yes, and then you create a, a healthy ecosystem. We know in our body, we know that our stomach is the second brain or the first brain. So if we have the proper microbiology in our stomach, we are going to work even uh, work much better. You know, so everything is is absolutely connected. Mm -hmm. So yes, it's just, you just eat a, a little bit every day. It doesn't need to be every day. Whenever I put there by my coffee in the morning, when I remember, I think if tomorrow today I don't remember, it doesn't matter, you know. So use to to prebiotic and probiotic. That means to put the good guys in, in, in your guts. But if you already have the good guys in your gut, to feed them. It's only that, yeah. <laughs> Very funny for me, it's curious for me that the deeper we get into understanding all the biological interactions and the complexity gets more complex, we always seem to come back to the, the concept become more simple, kind of, you know, but more simple. The photosynthesis is key, you know, diversity is key. It's, it it starts to be kind of a, more simple for me. That's just how it looks to me. Even that it gets very complex, we all come back to the, to the simple uh, lessons over there. Absolutely. 
You know, in the in the in the Torah, because I'm uh, I'm religious myself. In in the Torah, there is a discussion that's like the Jewish Bible, you could say, is a discussion in uh, in Hasidic texts that's like Kabbalistic, you know, esoteric text mm -hmm. about mineral plant and humans. And it said that the human is created from the dust, from the marriage of dust or from the earth and a divine soul. You know, something that is uh, above, kind of above mm -hmm. nature, so to speak. And the purpose stated over there, it's like in order to complete the mission and elevate the lowest parts of reality, a human needs to be a very uh, deeply and intrinsically uh, wrapped up with the lowest form of, of, of matter, which is minerals, really. So we, mm -hmm. we, like for that reason, we made from the, from, from the minerals, you know? And uh, I, I, I really remember that, uh, you know, I saw what it looked like to me, really, that we kind to, we're trying to breathe life into the minerals by managing the microbes. You know, this is something a little bit above the farming. But, uh, but one thing that I was fascinated from is I remember something that I learned from a, a Hiro one time that he told me that the, the, this concept of the minerals go through an evolution. And that really sparked something for me. And that's, I remember that even today that the minerals go through, because also when I, I learned that in the different words from John Kent, and suddenly I saw the same concept, mm -hmm. that the minerals go through an evolution, and we kind of like part of that, we're the end uh, stage of that, of that evolution of the, of the minerals. You, you are familiar with this uh, evolution of minerals? That's something you I'm not very familiar with exactly with the evolution of mineral. I will recommend to read uh, Berndaski, you know, uh, is a very good uh, resource. Berndansky, I can pass to you so you can put. Okay. Um, what he say is just about the the change of the elements through through the different stages of, of, of evolution. Always what I say is that we are minerals in movement. Oh, yeah. You know, the human are minerals in movements. Who make that movement or, or that change of the evolution of the mineral that you mentioned, the microbiology? It's only that. Is the miracle of, of life and is what is everything is the base, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Juan, from before we go, I want to uh, just let people know where they can uh, catch up with you, especially about the new project that you have in, uh, in the research project. I think there is a two hundred acre or three hundred acre property that you're that you three hundred acres of arable crops mm. under rotation with different parcels. Uh, under the uh, holistic management with livestock, also in project. Uh, we are going to start with no-till with the application of biofertilizer just to see the, the benefit in 10 years' time uh, with this. Uh, we take that uh, piece of land after 20, 25 years of abuse of Wow. Synthetic fertilizer, glyphosate, and all that. Wow. So the starting point is really, is really horrible. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, this is going to be a very good example because many people have a misunderstanding. Also, uh, mainly in the mainstream uh, uh, farmers, they they can use biofertilizer in the same way that they use synthetic fertilizer. I mean, okay, I put the biofertilizer, and they expect it to have a big crop or a big yield just after, in a month time. No, you need to create a resilient system through biofertilizer, mm -hmm. you know. And many people, is, is to me, is very, is, is very funny, we can say that word. <laughs> is like, okay, so I'm going to use biofertilizer, 
once every month or uh, two every month. La, la. So when I had to put my glyphosate, so it's like a wow, you didn't understand nothing, you know. It's like, so the, it's, the, the, uh, the difficult part of this is to work with the, with the, the mind of the farmers, you know. And they, they are able to understand what really means a biofertilizer, what is the impact of biofertilizer, and what is the, the, the approach behind the biofertilizer. It's not just a replacement of input, synthetic fertilizer for biofertilizer, no. It's a change of the way that the farmers think. Mm. And that is the worst part that... Uh, or the most difficult part when, uh, that I found, I find always when I work with a farmer, you know, and many people uh, think that just applying biofertilizer once today or tomorrow, they are going to have amazing yields the following month. No, it's create a, a healthy ecosystem, you know, and as more far, uh, far away you are from a healthy ecosystem, that is going to take more time to, to, to see the, the benefits of the biofertilizer. Once you get that point in one year, two years, depends of how is you, 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 the health of your ecosystem, because maybe you can reach that point in two or three months, you know. But once you get that point that the, that the, the ecosystem is resilient enough, a feeding by itself, you are going to see that the benefit of in this case, these tools by fertilizer or whatever is amazing and enormous, it's huge, because it's not just about the quality of the food or, or the quality of the ecosystem that we produce. Also, when you talk with farmers, it's about the money. Mm. When you say to the people that save, for example, in some cases, we're saving 60, 70 percent wow. of, of, of what they spend a year ago, is when they start with the eyes, boom, open. Like, okay, I would like to know more because you are talking to me about my pocket. Yeah. <laughs> and in there, like, okay. But to, to, to say or to give to the people that for that we need to work a path, you know, with the biofertilizer, et cetera, et cetera, that is the most difficult part when I working with farmers, yeah. Mm, 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 mm. There's a lot of uh, points we said over there, but I think it like comes back to what we said that there really there is it's about uh, transformation. I, I you know I also do body work, I, I treat people, and I find sometimes when people come in, there is a time two people that come in. There is a kind of person that come in, <clears throat> and really what they're looking for is for me to fix them, <clears throat> and I can continue with whatever they're doing, you know. And there is a person that come in that really. <laughs> just like a catalyst to change something to change the lifestyle to change the diet maybe to change the way they move and those are the people that exactly. when come in again and again their bodies start to change you know and it's not coming from me i'm just helping them a little bit it's something something uh, changeable that when they're ready to okay i need to change i need to get rid of the old uh, stuff and maybe it's going to be a bit uncomfortable in in, in the beginning but uh, i think that's probably the yeah, yeah. concept <laughs> Yes, in these cases, it's good to know how you plan or how you make the plan with people because you cannot even, uh, you cannot say to a farmer, okay, you have to change right now no. all your lands <laughs> to a regenerative or that. No, because there is a, a transition point that 
your land needs synthetic fertilizer. Mm -hmm. No. So you cannot change from one day to another day because the yield of the production will drop. So it's very important how you plan with farmers and maybe don't change all in once. You need to be sure that is is to think everything about uh, under a holistic context, economical, social, and environment. The social part is to change that they have to understand uh, what they're talking about. The economical, you have to take care because the farmer cannot uh, get income from one year or two years just for change. So you need to, to work with them, the economical side as well. And the, the third uh, uh, feed or, or, or base of this foundation is the, the environmental. You know, you need to show the farmers that we are talking about healthy ecosystem. If you have a healthy ecosystem, the, everything is going to boost, you know, uh, in production, in quality, in nutrient dense. So we need to spend less uh, money in the future with pills for you know, for, for giving nutrition ourselves. We producing a low dense nutrients food, but later we go to the pharmacy to, to buy the pills because we haven't put those elements in the soil. To me, it's, it doesn't make sense how this system is built. So it's to work with those three foundations, uh, economic, social, and environmental. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when you make uh, a consultancy with a farmer, you need to, to know the way. It's not just about you have to use this product, this product, this product. No, it's not, it's not that easy. When you work with a farmer that maybe last 20 or 30 years have been working with, with conventional agriculture. So it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's important. The fantastic advice also for anybody, because we have people in our, quite a few people in our audience that are consulting with farmers, and I think that's a... That's a really, really, really important point. Good, good bit of advice. So, uh, uh, Juan Fan, is there is there something uh, you wanted to? I wanted to ask you a question. If there was one thing that you could uh, that you could share with the uh, with the uh, with the farmers or people that are consulting with farmers uh, today, you know, if you could only share one thing, what 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 would you share about the about what would you share about their their work or what how they can help improve what they're doing or. Uh... Uh, increase and support the ecological process that happened in, in his place. So they just had to look the what we say, what about the elements, microbiology and organic matter, and to try to go to a forest to see how a forest works, to understand how that forest works. You know, a forest had many elements performing many functions, the relation between all those elements, and to go to come back to his place and to see, okay, what is different in my place from a forest? Everything that is different, all the links that you lose in your agricultural land is what you try to, to recover. So everything that you are not doing in your land as a forest, try to imitate, mimic as much as possible. How? With the, for example, the, the, the green, green manure, green covers, the addition of mulch for the organic matter, with that you mimic the, 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 the position of the organic matter, the addition of diversity of elements, rock dust, ashes, 
you know, the workers, it's very important to add workers, the workers are the microbiology in the system. So to me is that the people get in place, have a, th have a thing and think, what is different my land from a healthy uh, uh, a local forest? Everything that you miss is what you have to recover. It's that simple. Mm. Okay, is there anything else you'd like to share with uh, with, our, with our listeners, uh, Juan Fran, about uh, before I get, before I let them know where, where to find you and, and what you're doing? No, uh, to me, uh, I'm open for questions for the people, or they can look me through through my web. Uh, and I encourage to people to to really to go to this this approach, or because. Uh, we should learn from all our mistakes. And I think the last couple of years has been a good lesson about the lack of biodiversity uh, 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 and the travel for medium and long term. So it's happening right now, and we really need to, to, to do something about it, you know. Uh, and to, we can do it by just increasing the biodiversity in our soils. Mm. So, yeah. I really appreciate your, uh, your, your time, Juan Fran, and I just want to let the listeners know there is a very uh, a deep uh, work and a lot of nuance and a lot of knowledge behind, you know, just, we just kind of, I feel we just touched the tip of the iceberg today. And just to let people know a little bit about, you know, um, what you're doing in that style of work and that style of approach. But I, I think if people just reach out to that, make that connection, it's not, it really feels like to me, it's not about a particular system. You don't have the, the Juan Fran method and this is the method. No. It's just about sharing the knowledge and going deeper. You know what I mean? And I really, I really appreciate that there is no, you know, the, um, the success comes together. You know, it's, a, it's not, a, not only, only one of us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's the point. And just a tool who I was lucky to, to, to be in church to learn from different places and to deliver that message in different places. So, yeah, it's not my method, it's just uh, a tool. <laughs> yeah, so I'm sure we're going to have uh, uh, some more talks in the future. One thing we didn't discuss today, that, that I'm sure some of my listeners, I know personally quite a few of them that really want to hear about the chromatography. We'll get into that another talk. That's a, that's a whole other subject in itself. But I, I really appreciate your time today, Juan Fran. If anyone wants to reach Juan Fran, he has his own uh, website, which is Juan Fran Lopez, is uh, right? .com, am I right? .com, yeah. Yeah, and I'll, I'll, I'll share that in the show notes. And uh, um, you'll be able to get his book very soon. We'll be promoting that when it comes out. We'll, we'll, we'll put that on all the, all the social media. And uh, I, I, I uh, encourage everybody to, to reach out to Juan Fran and, uh, and ask him questions. He's a very... Uh, very approachable guy and I think that's a very valuable thing in these times you know sometimes the the more knowledge people get sometimes the access goes down you know what I mean so Juan Fran is a busy guy and I, I know but I'm sure he's uh, quite accessible still <laughs> uh, yes as much you know you realize that you know less <laughs> so we have to be very humble and it's one lesson that I learned you know and much I think I know or, or I get in knowledge I realize that we don't know anything at all. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the best. Uh, the best note we could uh, we could we could wrap up uh, this conversation on is uh, whatever we think we know. Really, <laughs> we only just get, uh, <laughs> trying to get to the start uh, to the start line all the time. But it's fun on the way. <laughs> that's the good thing. I think. It's a lot of fun on the way, no? Mm -hmm. 
Thank you, Aaron. It was a pleasure. Thanks really. a lot. Fun. I look forward to uh, seeing you next. And uh, in one, you know, catch our EQIQ project. Um, I'm really happy to get the podcast happening again. Um, every, at this stage, every two weeks, we're going to have an episode until I get myself going, then we'll do every week. So look out for the next episode and look out for everything Juan Fran's doing. It's great uh, connecting with everyone.